Chapter Seventeen of Jerry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jerry by Jean Webster. Chapter Seventeen. Jerry Jr.'s letter of regret arrived from Riva on the early mail. In the light of Constance's effusively cordial invitation, the terse formality of his reply was little short of rude, but Constance read between the lines and was appeased. The writer plainly was angry, and anger was a much more becoming emotion than nonchalance. As she set out with her father toward the village jail, she was again buoyantly in command of the situation. She carried a bunch of oleanders, and the pink and white egg basket swung from her arm. Their way led past the gate of the Hotel du Lac, and Mr. Wilder, being under the impression that he was enjoying a very good joke all by himself, could not forego the temptation of stopping to inquire if Mrs. Eustace and Nanny had heard any news of the prodigal. They found the two at breakfast in the courtyard, an open letter spread before them. Nanny received them with lamentations. "'We can't come to the villa. Here's a letter from Jerry wanting us to start immediately for the Dolomites. Did you ever know anything so exasperating?' She passed the letter to Constance, and then as she remembered the first sentence, made a hasty attempt to draw it back. It was too late. Constance's eyes had already pounced upon it. She read it aloud with gleeful malice. "'Who in thunder is Constance Wilder? If that's an example of the famous Jerry Jr.'s politeness, I prefer not to meet him, thank you. It's worse than his last insult. I shall never forgive this.' She glanced down the page and handed it back with a laugh. From her point of vantage it was naively transparent. From Mr. Wilder's point, however, the contents were inscrutable. He looked from the letter to his daughter's serene smile, and relapsed into a puzzled silence. "'I should say, on the contrary, that he doesn't want you to start immediately for the Dolomites,' Constance observed. "'It's a girl,' Nanny groaned. "'I suspected it from the moment we got the telegram in Lucerne. Oh, why did I ever let that wretched boy get out of my sight?' "'I dare say she's horrid,' Constance put in. One meets such frightful Americans travelling. We will go up to Riva on the afternoon boat and investigate. It was Mrs. Eustace who spoke. There was an undertone in her voice which suggested that she was prepared to do her duty by her brother's son, however unpleasant that duty might be. American girls are so grasping, said Nanny plaintively. It's scarcely safe for an unattached man to go out alone. Mr. Wilder leaned forward and re-examined the letter. "'By the way, Miss Nanny, how did Jerry learn that you were here? His letter, I see, was mailed in Riva at ten o'clock last night.' Nanny examined the postmark. "'I hadn't thought of that. How could he have found out? Unless that beast of a head-waiter telegraphed. What does it mean?' Mr. Wilder spread out his hands and raised his shoulders. "'You've got me.' A gleam of illumination suddenly flashed over his face. He turned to his daughter with what was meant to be a carelessly off-hand manner. "'Er, Constance, while I think of it, you didn't discharge Tony again yesterday, did you?' Constance opened her eyes. "'Discharge Tony? Why should I do that? He isn't working for me.' "'You weren't rude to him?' 
father am i ever rude to any one mr wilder looked at the envelope again and shook his head there's something mighty fishy about this whole business when you get hold of that brother of yours again my dear young woman you make him tell you what he's been up to this week and make him tell the truth mr wilder nanny was reproachful you don't know jerry he's incapable of telling anything but the truth constance tittered what are you laughing at constance nothing only it's too funny why don't you advertise for him lost a young man aged twenty-eight height five feet eleven weight one hundred and seventy pounds dark hair gray eyes slight scar over left eyebrow dressed when last seen in double-breasted blue serge suit and brown russet shoes finder please return to hotel du lac and receive liberal reward he isn't lost said nanny we know where he is perfectly he's at the hotel sole de oro in riva and that's at the other end of the lake we're going up on the afternoon boat to join him oh said constance meekly you take my advice mr wilder put in go up to riva if you must it's a pleasant trip but leave your luggage here see this young man in person and bring him back with you tell him we have just as good mountains as he'll find in the dolomites if by any chance you shouldn't find him of course we'll find him said nanny constance looked troubled don't go it's quite a long trip write instead and give the letter to gustavo he'll give it to the boat steward who will deliver it personally then if jerry shouldn't be there nanny was losing her patience shouldn't be there but he says he's there oh yes certainly that ends it only you know nanny i don't believe there really is any such person as jerry jr i think he's a myth gustavo had been hanging about the gate looking anxiously up the road as if he expected something to happen his brow cleared suddenly as a boy on a bicycle appeared in the distance the boy whirled into the court and dismounted glancing dubiously from one to the other of the group he finally presented his telegram to gustavo who passed it on to nanny she ripped it open and ran her eyes over the contents can anyone tell me the meaning of this it's italian she spread it on the table while the three bent over it in puzzled wonder Sienghide mai mand do not come to riva stai en vale dolmo geri constance was the first to grasp the meaning she read it twice and laughed that's not italian it's english only the operator has spelled it phonetically i begin to believe there is a jerry she added no one could cause such a bother who didn't exist she picked it up and translated changed my mind do not come to riva stay in valle dolmo jerry i'm a clairvoyant you see i told you he wouldn't be there but where is he nanny wailed constance and her father glanced tentatively at each other and were silent gustavo who had been hanging officiously in the rear approached and begged their pardon scuse senora but i think i can explain echo the telegram is dated from limone that is a village close by here on the other side of the lake he has gone on a walking trip ze young man of two three days with an englishman who has been in this hotel if he expect you so soon he would not go but patience he will come back 
oh yes in a little while after one two day he come back what is the man talking about mrs eustace was both indignant and bewildered jerry was in riva yesterday at the hotel sole de oro how can he be on a walking trip at the other end of the lake to-day you don't suppose nanny's voice was tragic that he has eloped with that american girl good heavens my dear mrs eustace appealed to mr wilder what are the laws in this dreadful country don't bands or something have to be published three weeks before the ceremony can take place mr wilder rose hastily yes yes dear lady it's impossible don't consider any such catastrophe for a moment come constance i really think we ought to be going uh, you see mrs eustace you can't believe that is don't let anything gustavo says trouble you with all respect for his many fine qualities he has not jerry's regard for truth and don't bother any more about the boy he will turn up in a day or so he may have written some letters of explanation that you haven't got these foreign mails he edged toward the gate constance followed him and then turned back we're on our way to the jail she said to visit our donkey driver who has managed to get himself arrested while we're there we can make inquiries if you like it's barely possible that they might have got hold of jerry on some false charge or other these foreign jails constance said nanny reproachfully oh my dear i was only joking of course it's impossible good-bye she nodded and laughed and ran after her father End of chapter 17